Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. It's Thursday, the 24th of August in London. This is the Bloomberg Daybreak Europe podcast. I'm Stephen Carroll. Coming up today, Russia says the Wagner mercenary chief Yevgeny Prigozhin has died in a plane crash. Nvidia's stock soars as insatiable AI demand fuels a blowout forecast. And Nigel Farage fumes as NatWest debates clawing back Alison Rose's £2.4 million notice period pay. Let's start with a roundup of our top stories. Our top stories. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the man who led a mutiny against Putin's regime just two months ago, is now presumed dead. Russia's aviation authorities say he was on board a plane which crashed on a journey from Moscow to St. Petersburg, killing all passengers. Former US ambassador to Poland, Daniel Fried, says no one would be shocked if Putin had a hand in this. Putin has a habit of killing his opponents. And many of us who watched the mutiny were surprised that Prigozhin was left, um, let off so easily or appeared to be. But it seems that Putin wanted to take stock of Prigozhin's network, find out where Prigozhin's links were. And um, as the old mafia saying goes, revenge is a dish best eaten cold. Freed wasn't the only one to say that. President Joe Biden telling reporters he wasn't surprised by the reports. The Kremlin has repeatedly been accused of targeting its opponents and allegation officials there deny. Shares in the chipmaker NVIDIA have soared after the firm announced yet another blowout quarterly revenue forecast. The current darling of the tech industry projects that sales will hit $16 billion in the next quarter. The massive beat on analyst expectations is being driven by surging global demand for the tech giant's AI processors. Bloomberg Technologies' Ed Ludlow breaks down the outlook. The way that executives on the call described it is they have visibility on AI demand going into the next fiscal year. CFO Colette Crest called it, quote, tremendous and broad-based AI demand. In the supply side of the equation, NVIDIA does expect supply to increase in each quarter for the next year. And they said that uh, suppliers, namely TSMC, contract manufacturers, have really stepped up to meet the demand. NVIDIA's post-market US gain adds to a more than threefold increase for the stock this year. 
Private US funds have been hit with a raft of new rules from the Securities and Exchange Commission. The SEC says private equity firms and hedge funds must now detail quarterly fees and expenses to investors. Firms are also being prohibited from allowing some favoured clients to cash out more easily than others. It's the latest move by the US regulator to tighten oversight of the fast-growing multi-trillion dollar industry. UBS is poised to keep Credit Suisse's domestic bank while dropping the brand name. The troubled, Swiss lenders, the troubled lenders' Swiss operation has long been its best performing unit. The two banks combined will make up over a third of deposits and a quarter of mortgage lending in the country. The plan will likely result in thousands of job cuts for Credit Suisse staff in Switzerland. NatWest says it hasn't decided whether or not to claw back compensation totalling £2.4 million from Alison Rose as she works a 12-month notice period. The former CEO was forced to step down last month after giving inaccurate details to journalists about the closure of Nigel Farage's bank accounts. Responding to news of Rose's pay, Farage described it as a, quote, sick joke. This is the corrupt British establishment looking after its own. It's the corrupt British establishment at its very, very worst. Any employee of NatWest that had done what she'd done would have been out the door and would not have even received their month's money. NatWest says Alison Rose will continue to be compensated as their investigation into the Nigel Farage debanking case continues. Donald Trump skipped the Republican debate stage as other presidential candidates vowed to reverse Joe Biden's economic plan. Instead, he used a pre-recorded interview with former Fox News host Tucker Carlson to attack his opponents. I have never seen spirit like it is right now. And the reason is because crooked Joe Biden is so bad. He's the worst president in the history of our country. Trump added in the interview that he sees Fox News as unfriendly to him. The frontrunner is hoping a lead in the polls will allow him to avoid confrontations with contenders like former Vice President Mike Pence and Florida's Governor Ron DeSantis. And India has become the first country to land a spacecraft near the moon's South Pole. A rover will now analyse the chemical makeup of the moon's surface and search for water over the course of one lunar day, which sounds short, but it's actually the equivalent of to 14 days on Earth. Here's the reaction in the control room when the rocket achieved a soft landing. The success comes just days after Russia's attempt at a lunar touchdown in the same area ended in failure. Those are your top stories on the markets. The MSCI Pacific Index is trading... 1.2% 1.2% higher now. Eurostox 50 futures are eight tenths of 1% higher, and the 10-year Treasury yield is one and a half basis points higher at 4.21%. Another story that caught my eye this morning is our from our opinion columnist Marcus Ashworth writing about rents in London, a subject uh, of much debate as we see the pressure on the mortgage market feeding through into the rental market here in London. Marcus, looking at some of the particular pressures being faced in London as the chronic lack of properties is driving rents up even higher. About 27% of properties in London are rented, so much higher than the national proportion here. Um, the Royal Institute of Chartered Surveyors' latest report showing that agents' expectations
expectations for future rent increases at its highest reading ever. 43% of renters surveyed by the ONS saying they're having difficulties affording higher payments. This is further pressure being driven up on the market here and Marcus points to the lack of supply being the crucial issue, quoting figures from the Centre for Cities think tank about an undersupply of some 4 million dwellings in the UK that it would take 14 years of construction according to Capital Economics to remedy the shortage of housing here. Uh, Mark is saying that of course this is an issue that could be of major debate in the next election as those people who are struggling to pay their rent may let the policies outlined by the parties determine uh, their vote. So a great read if you're looking to understand the pressure on the rental market uh, in London from Bloomberg Opinion's Marcus Ashworth this morning. Let's turn to more now on the results in the chipmaker NVIDIA. The company reporting a third straight sales forecast that surpassed Wall Street estimates fuelled by surging demand for its AI processors. Bloomberg anchor Tom McKenzie joins us now for more on this. Great to have you with us, Tom. Another impressive beat for the last quarter and in the forecast. Any signs in these results of the AI boom peaking? Uh, it is it is remarkable. And just the context in terms of how the markets have been looking at it. I mean, literally, there has been a debate this week as to what's more important. The speech by the Fed chair, Jay Powell, on Friday in Jackson Hole, or the results from NVIDIA. We do have those results. As you say, a massive beat. And the answer to your question is, no, it doesn't look like the demand for these AI chips is slowing anytime soon. This is the third straight sales forecast that beat estimates. They're looking now at NVIDIA at sales of about 16 billion US dollars in the three months that end in October of this year. That compares the estimates of 12.5 billion from the analysts. For the context, again, that target is nearly as high as the company's total annual sales in 2021. Where is this demand coming from? It's coming from businesses that have started to incorporate those chat GPT style services and platforms and abilities into their businesses. That's putting huge demand on data centers and those data centers need those very powerful GPU chips that NVIDIA specializes in to power that and to allow those models, those large language models, to be layered on top of those data centers. And that's where the demand comes from, and NVIDIA sees no let-up. There had been concerns about supply constraints in this area as yeah. well. Any signs of that appearing in these results? You're absolutely right. This is one of the key areas that analysts have been looking for in terms of a potential weakness. The expectation was, yes, there was going to be very strong demand, but would they be able, NVIDIA, to be able to match that demand with supply? They don't manufacture their own chips. They rely on Samsung, TSMC over in Taiwan to actually build and produce and churn out the chips for them. But the CFO on the call said, no, they're not seeing any signs of constraints in terms of supply. The supply chains are looking pretty smooth. They are able to match the demand at this point. And that's really, really significant. In terms of the different parts of this business, they supply chips to the autos industry, to gaming. That used to be the key part of this business. They've shifted from gaming. Now it's the data centers that is the biggest revenue stream. And another headline that came out of these earnings is this $25 billion buyback. Yeah, and this is a fascinating element of the story as well. It's not typically a time you'd see companies buying back shares, mm. given that their share price is so high. Yes, and this is, if there is a potential weakness, then maybe it's the buyback. Because what does it flag? According to some analysts, it suggests, look, if you're handing this much cash back to shareholders at this potential and at this point, maybe it suggests that there's not that much more market share to carve out. Why aren't you using that money to build out more facilities, to spend more on R&D, to develop new products? That is potentially a concern. 
On the geopolitics, it's really worth noting as well. NVIDIA isn't able to sell the full suite of its products to China. It has to get licenses for the very high-end chips that it may want to sell into that economy. So just think about that. The second largest economy is essentially a write-off for NVIDIA when it comes to the most sophisticated part of its chips portfolio. And despite that, it's still seeing this incredible demand. Maybe the buyback signals that the market share is starting to shrink for this business. It's a potential fly in the ointment. But top line, this is a very, very solid outlook from this company. Tom McKenzie, Bloomberg Anchor, thanks so much for joining us with the details of that up next. MP Freebies and India's Moon Landing. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers, they're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The Paper Review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. And Leanne Gerrans is with us with the details of those stories as well. Morning to you, Leanne. Let's start with a story in the Financial Times. Kemi Badenoch seeks cash for UK advanced manufacturing plan. Yes, indeed, Stephen. Good morning to you too. And the Financial Times has this story on the business secretary urging the Treasury to provide financial firepower for a new advanced manufacturing plan. Now, this will set out how Britain intends to compete 
lead in the cutthroat global fight that we are seeing over investment in green technology. Now, government insiders say Kemi Bejnok and the Treasury are working on a plan ahead of the Chancellor Jeremy Hunt's autumn statement. This is according to the FT. The advanced manufacturing plan is focused on car and aerospace industries and is also a response to that huge billion-dollar package of clean energy subsidies offered by Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act, which we've been speaking a lot about. Rishi Sunak, Stephen, was actually the Chancellor back in 2021 when the government's industrial strategy was completely axed. However, elements of it are trying to be revived and being brought back because this is following criticism from business. Those backing Kenny Badenoch say new money would be required on top of existing government schemes such as the £850 million car transformation fund which helped to support the Tata factory but Jeremy Hunt's allies say discussions about additional money and the precise form of advanced manufacturing plan would not happen until after the summertime. It appears to be a rift there because Kemi Badenoch really wanting more financial firepower to compete with the likes of the European Union and the USA. Okay, really interesting to see that latest on that particular story, Leanne. Let's go to The Guardian next, which says that more than 100 MPs received freebies worth £180,000 this summer. Yes, indeed. Some of them had a great time. They went to (laughs) concerts, they went to Wimbledon, but let's all break it down. More than 100 MPs have enjoyed free hospitality to what I said, concerts, sporting events, worth more than £180,000 this summertime. The tickets were given away by the likes of banks, big oil companies and the gambling industry and also media firms. The Chancellor Jeremy Hunt, Oliver Dowden and Labour leader Keir Starmer are among those who have benefited from this new sort of craze is what The Guardian calls it of politicians accepting giveaways. Jeremy Hunt taken to the Chelsea Flower Show by Lloyd's Banking Group. Um, It was worth more than £600. He also Apparently accepted theatre and opera tickets. Paul Scully, a science and technology minister, went to a Billy Joel concert after a betting and gambling company gave him tickets. But he also enjoyed Wimbledon hospitality, Stephen, to the tune of £1,560. Keir Starmer was given Coldplay concert tickets. And also the Jockey Club gave him a box and hospitality at Epsom Derby. Now, that was worth well over £3,716. Listen, accepting hospitality is not against the rules for MPs, according to The Guardian. But critics say free tickets could leave MPs open to influence from companies providing benefits. And it's also not a good look because we're literally in the cost of living crisis. So the newspaper says, you know, this is not something that MPs should be doing in many ways while people are struggling to make ends meet. 
Yeah, well, of course, it's going to be very interesting to see what political hay is made of the details of this. As you say, the fact that they have to be declared means that uh, it can be used to, for criticism against these politicians as well. Leanne, let's go to The Telegraph next, uh, which has some reporting around the Indian moon landing. So yesterday we were all like, oh, is it going to happen? Isn't it going to happen? But it's happened. India has become the first country ever to land a spacecraft on the far side of the moon. And speaking after the successful landing yesterday, Narendra Modi, of course, the Prime Minister of India, said the sky is not the limit. This is a victory cry of new India. But the successful mission, really, Stephen, the Telegraph touches on the fact it's reopened questions over who has the rights to explore our lunar neighbourhood and its water because they're thinking of using the moon's resources when it comes to mining. Not right now, it's a couple of hundred years away, but it could still happen. So now what? who owns that land? Because India's obviously run won the race there. And the landing follows Russia's dramatic failure to make it their first earlier this week as its Lunar 25 probe did crash land on Sunday. India actually spends significantly less on its space programme than the US and China, but it's been successful in its landing. But the big question, who is going to own those resources now? This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa device. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.